When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, and every NFL team's veterans reporting to training camp today Uh, uh, better them than me I can tell you that much we got a bunch of podcasts yesterday we had a lot of fun in the Ross Tucker football podcast with Colin Thompson the well-traveled Panthers tight end who's played in the AAF and the XFL and now he's in Carolina he had to transfer in college encourage you to check out the Ross Tucker football podcast Tomorrow, we'll have a great guest, Mike Sando, going over his quarterback rankings based on the evaluations of over 50 NFL GMs, coaches, executives. Should be pretty awesome. Looking forward to today's Even Money podcast. By the way, already posted, Chris Farley was amazing. Yes, Chris Farley. uh, He's awesome. He got fifth in the circle last year, $114,000 for getting fifth place. Gosh, so much for everybody saying that you don't get trophies for second place. You get 114 grand for fifth place. Wow. At any rate, check me out on social media, please. At Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Can't tell you how much I appreciate and we appreciate any social media engagement, any of the five star reviews, especially for this show, because Emery Hunt deserves it. He is at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. He's Football Game Plan on YouTube. You can check out his draft guide as well. We'll get to the, the URL on that in the coming weeks. And today we're diving to the Big Ten, which is awesome. Emory, I saw you were actually up in uh, in Big Ten country yesterday. Yeah, man, I was in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, first time in Detroit. Uh, love the city, by the way. Um, you know, was able to, to walk around a little bit downtown and uh, experience some of what was going on. They had a Tigers game, so it was a lot of people out and about on a Sunday night. Um, but you know, it was it was fascinating. I was I was the MC of the GLIAC Media Day, the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Fantastic event, tons of great coaches and players. Um, it was hosted by Wayne State, which is in Detroit, Michigan, a fantastic university. Um, everyone that puts on the event you know, that put on the event was, was fascinating and, and phenomenal because, you know, we, uh, I've, I've hosted their, their media day for three years now. Um, the last two have been virtual. So this is my first time, you know, in person meeting everybody in person. So it, it was really dope, a dope event. That's awesome, man. After two years virtual to actually get a chance to see these people, they know you love the league. They know you cover it. That's one of the best, Arguably the best D two conference, right? 
listen, they have the reigning national champion in Ferris State. Uh, Grand Valley State, a lot of people are familiar with because they've had tremendous success. Ferris State beat Grand Valley State in the playoffs last year. Um, and this is a, a conference that has put together a lot of pro players or pumped a lot of pro players into the NFL. Saginaw Valley State, you know about Jeff Janis and company. Um, and, and you think about Wayne State and how good they've been with their running back tradition. George Bell, a guy that has played in the NFL. Um, you know, so for me, it, it was always great to get to, you know, this program, uh, these programs and, and, and really understand why they are so successful. And, and it's bizarre because when you think about where they're located, um, you know, high school football doesn't get talked about enough in Michigan. But, man, to really push a lot of these D2 programs to, to be successful as they are. Because remember, there's what, five or six FBS programs in Michigan, directional Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan, and University of Michigan. So for the GLIAC to be as dominant as it is speaks to how talented the high school football is in, in uh, the state of Michigan. Yeah, you know, I feel like because they have no FCS schools that that helps, right? Like the upper Midwest, there's no FCS. It's either FBS or you go right to D2, which I think is one of the reasons why North Dakota State's so good because they get like the second best kids in Wisconsin and Minnesota that aren't going to play for the Badgers and the Gophers. Right, and in Wisconsin it's even worse because there's no D2. So you go from FBS to D3. So that's why their D3 programs are so dominant. Minnesota's, you know, go from FBS to D2. So you're right. If you're a, a FCS program within striking distance of those states, you could really clean up. Ohio probably pulls a lot of kids from, from Michigan um, based off, you know, the amount of schools that they have there that can compete at the FCS level. You talk about Dayton, you talk about Youngstown State. But, yeah, you know, for Michigan, it's either FBS or D2. And, man, they have some tremendous talent in the GLIAC this season. Well, let's dive into the talent. Speaking of Wisconsin and Minnesota, let's dive into the talent in the Big Ten. And I want to start with the quarterback, number one, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Really curious to get your breakdown of him, Emery, because I've seen – Different reports, you know, I've seen people that that prefer Bryce Young and Will Levis. I know Dane Brugler, our buddy who's been on the show a bunch, had C.J. Stroud as his number one ranked guy. What do you see when you watch C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud has, I think, the best accuracy of, you know, the top quarterbacks that we're talking about, you know, in terms of where he's putting the football. He makes great decisions with the ball. Uh, his placement is where it needs to be. Um, his second reaction plays are, are, are where they need to be. He's not the dynamic, explosive athlete Bryce Young is. Uh, you know, a guy that can really – his first step quickness is insane. Uh, Stroud is more, you know, of what we've seen in the last couple of Ohio State quarterbacks that can really throw the football. Um, they, are, they are, you know, to use Greg Cosell's term – throwers of the football right um and i think stroud is a, is a is a really good one and he got better as the season went on um you want to see something different from him this year in terms of okay what can he do when the play breaks down i know some people focus on the offense of ohio state but man as a distributor he is excellent in what he does he he's definitely one of the top you know two or three guys 
I wouldn't put Levis in that conversation. Um, I would put Anthony Richardson more so in that conversation uh, than than Levis. But if you're talking about top one, two, or three, Stroud has to be talked about within that group because he is tremendous and what he does throwing the football. So that's interesting. Tell me your top three again. You don't have Will Levis in it. Right. I would right now I would go Anthony Richardson, Stroud, Bryce Young. I feel like Stroud is is polished. Um, you know, and Bryce Young is the more dynamic guy. Uh, but Bryce Young, he, I mean, size is not a skill, but you know, there's some there are some things about his game that you wonder, okay, how can he can you know sustain this? Um, but his his ability to, to create off script and 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 anticipate helps him out so that's a plus for a quarterback richardson for me um checks all the the you know athleticism boxes and in his short stint of starting last year he was excellent you go back and look at the lsu game the decisions he was making outside of the first interception was off the charts even the last interception he threw um to end the game he got hit as he threw it but the read and the decision to, to make that throw was outstanding. It was with anticipation and arc. And he put the ball where it needed to be, but he just got hit as he threw it, which put some more air on, underneath it, which allowed you know the linebacker to pick it off. But And knowing how well Billy Napier develops quarterbacks, him pairing uh, paired up with a supercharged Anthony Richardson, a supercharged you know Levi Lewis and Anthony Richardson, Gators are a dark horse this year, man. And it, you know, because Richardson, I think, is going to really blow up and blossom this year. And, and that's why I have him number one. Okay. So, yeah, I wanted to make sure. So, you have Anthony Richardson as the number one quarterback prospect. Yes. Okay. I can see that with the size and speed and everything. Um, I got to ask something about Ohio State quarterbacks. It feels like when you watch them, and maybe you could say the same thing about some of the Alabama guys, too. Mm hmm. But it just feels like when I watch – and I don't study as closely as you. feels like a lot of really clean pockets and wide-ass open receivers. And that's not their fault. But I guess I'm just curious, how do you evaluate that compared to some of these other guys that they got people around them? I mean, he had three top 15 wide receivers last year. And I guess, you know – it's probably unfair to evaluate Stroud in light of what we've seen so far from uh, the late Haskett, Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields. But it's also kind of hard not to at least have it somewhere in the back of your head, you know? Well, here's the thing, Ross. And, you know, we, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up Haskins. I was a big Haskins guy when he was coming out. And we can't deny, uh, folks can't deny the talent that he played with at Ohio state and also the talent he had as a passer, you know, some of the throws he was making were, were ridiculous and same thing with fields and fields brought the athletic component to it. Stroud is more Haskins than fields. Um, but all three, like you said, played in clean pockets or whatnot. But I, I feel like when you're studying in these quarterbacks, I like to take a look at um, their games against competition that they're not used to seeing. So you got to go out of conference and watch these guys play. You got to see how they do against your Oregon's, your your uh, you know Utah's, and those out of conference games. Haskins' game in the Rose Bowl is, is one that I really love watching. You think about how Justin Fields did versus Clemson. You bring that game up because if you watch them against the Big Ten, 
we know how it is. It's, it's like, okay, we know what they're going to do. We play these guys every year, and you kind of can – it's almost like when you're playing a team in the same division in the NFL. But when you watch them outside of the division, you're like, oh, wow, this is a different look. So I like to look at those Ohio State quarterbacks, non-conference opponents, and and really base them off that. How do they adjust to things that they hadn't seen normally? And I think you get a clearer picture of what they could do as, as uh, passers. Before we get to the next passer that you have in the Big Ten, I want to make sure everyone knows that at Express, there's all kinds of awesome jeans you can get right now. Vintage look, modern feel. The most important aspect of it for me, that just right stretch. It's all about that just right stretch. Vintage inspired details and washes. Believe it or not, we'll be back to school soon. Everybody will be rocking jeans again soon. Find an outfit for every destination at Express online or in store. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Emery, let's get to Tanner Morgan, the quarterback from Minnesota, who feels like he's been there a while. Right, and if we go back to the archives and listen to this show uh, going into the t- 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 uh, 2020 season, I was a big Tanner Morgan guy. I was like, this guy could potentially be a first-round pick. Um, he was coming out that phenomenal year, 2019. And the problem was, you know, uh, they lost that offensive coordinator, Kurt Soraka. They get him back now. So I think him being paired with Morgan is going to bring out the best of Morgan. And I feel like that was a big difference in why we saw the drop off from when he what had a 35 to what four touchdown to interception ratio. He was pushing the ball down the field or playing up tempo. He just flat out wasn't good last year. And it was like, wow, this guy just really kind of regressed and fell off. So I'm hoping that he can bounce back and for his sake can bounce back because, yeah, he does do some things really well, man. I think his placement deeper down the field uh, is impressive. So I want to see him get back to that 2019, early 2020 type, you know, uh, stature. And and we'll forget about 2021. It'll be a part of the the evaluation. But I think Kurt Soraka coming back – to Minnesota is going to do think, do wonders for uh, Tanner Morgan. That's interesting. He also, the two years before, had Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman. He had some big-time receivers, I think. And you big know, and really veteran him. offensive line as well. And so he has, he, has some, he has some horses. Number three, you've got corner Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. And, yes, that is Joey Porter, the former Steelers linebacker's son. Man, I, I like this dude, man. I, I really like his game. When he plays on the outside, he looks 6'2". And it's funny because when he plays on the inside, okay, he looks like he's 5'10". He's got good hips, good you know, um, agility, good motion. So I, I feel like he can play across the board. And for me, him being able to be as versatile to play inside or outside, showing good quickness and you know the way he's able to you know drive on the football and, and use his length to be – a nuisance out there in coverage. I feel like he has pro game. 
um, already. Now, obviously, there are some you know minor things that he could clean up, but for the most part, um, being able to travel and play inside or out gives you some versatility, some flexibility. Uh, gives that defensive coordinator at the pro level some options and how you want to you know deploy his, his skill set. But I feel like this dude, he's mentally tough, he's uh, aggressive, and doesn't shy away from you know playing the big time receivers. And I feel like that's going to you know yield itself positively when it's come evaluation time for him uh, when when he's up for the draft. He's definitely got really good length. Uh, it's interesting. Because watching his high school video, he's more fluid than I thought than I thought he would be. He moves well. I'm excited to see what he does this year. I'm glad he came back to school. What about maybe as the second most well known prospect in the conference behind C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver from Ohio State? He's like a more explosive version of Michael Thomas. You know, they play the same type game. They could catch a short pass. They could outmuscle defenders. Except this guy has good acceleration and speed to really house it. Now Thomas, for you know all the questions people make about his speed, he had that ability as well. I see them both as really strong run after catch guys. But Smith and Jigba just has more speed, more explosiveness. So yeah, you don't. I could see him as a, an X. I could see him as a Z. I could see him as a slot guy. Uh, I just want the football in his hands because I know what he does after the catch. And yeah, the the Rose Bowl was tremendous, three hundred plus yards uh, against Utah. But for the most part, he was doing this the entire season. Um, really trust his his ability to make the play uh, that needs to be made when it needs to be made. How does he compare to the to the two guys that went number ten and number eleven last year, and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave? I think he's more Wilson than he is Olave. He's more physical. I feel like at the catch point, more apt to breaking tackles. Olave, to me, was the most polished receiver last year for Ohio State and one of the more polished receivers to go into the draft. His route running was peerless. His ability to separate was was excellent, closing on the football. Um, he was tremendous in so many things deeper down the field. I feel like Wilson and Smith and Jigba plays that box game rather well. So for me, he's closer to that spectrum as opposed to uh, someone that can be known for his route running and things of that nature. What about another wide receiver? By the way, um, I don't know this, but I would not be surprised, Emery, if Julian Fleming has a breakout year for the Buckeyes. You know who that is? Fleming. Julian? No, I do not. Former number one overall player in the country. From Southern Columbia High School in Pennsylvania, went to Ohio State. This will be his true junior year. He's been last year, he was behind Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I wouldn't be surprised. Now, I don't know this. Maybe he won't even start. He was like their fourth receiver last year. But I wonder, I mean, he was so good in high school, so good. Everybody wanted him. Clemson was flying up here. I mean, they, everybody wanted him. I would not be shocked if he ends up having a really big year. We'll see. Um, you know, it's interesting because if you're going to Penn State, you probably would have been playing the last couple of years. But, you know, you can't blame a receiver for wanting to go to Ohio State and be with Brian Hartline. And, you know, all those guys seemingly want to go there. They, they only recruit five-star receivers now. It's crazy, Emory. 
It's like Jameson Williams, right? <laughs> yeah, he had to transfer to Alabama to play and ends up being the 12th pick in the draft. <laughs> Ohio State receivers went 10, 11, 12. It's a great point. That's my point. I'm glad you said that. Julian Fleming might end up being, you know, like a Jamison Williams. Or, you know, Jermaine Johnson had to transfer to Florida State and he ends up being a first-round pick. So, we'll see. Speaking of receivers, tell me about Dante Demas from Maryland. Off the bus look. Looks the part. Built like a pro receiver. He plays like a pro receiver, too. I, lo I love his ability to go up and snatch the football. And they got two receivers, quite honestly. Um, we'll probably end up talking about both Maryland receivers uh, in you know when it's all said and done. It's about Talia Tungavaloa and whether or not he could you know be consistently accurate in the big games against the better opponents uh, because they are legit on the outside. And 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 uh, Demas is, is the better of the two, in my opinion. He's about six three, six four. 215 he's able to pluck the ball out of the air he doesn't let it get into his body knows when to let the ball get into his body but for the most part he's outstretching the uh the defensive back he knows how to play above the rim um does a good job in, in getting off the line of scrimmage and winning and, and stacking the defensive back so he does all the receiver things well and all of the physical gifts that he brings along with it makes him a special talent um is he's another one of these guys that feels like he's been at maryland for so long um, but he's coming back from injury and excited to see him get out there and reclaim his spot. You know, arguably he was one of the top receivers in the big 10. Let's see if he can, how, how much he can close that gap with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Finally, we get to an offensive tackle, Paris Johnson jr. From Ohio state. I love how Ohio state and most offensive lines, uh, line coaches are starting to do this. And most college football teams are starting to do this. You cross train these guys, you know, go from guard to play tackle. Sometimes you may even play center. Um, he has experience as a guard. He's going to be playing some tackle this year. His ability as a guard in a run game was excellent. I thought, you know, just really using those long arms, uh, getting to the defender's chest and, and pinning guys or, or walling guys off and driving them off the spot. Interested to see how he does a tackle this year, but his guard play was excellent, which al already gives you, a, you know, a foresight into what he can do potentially as a pro okay we know he can be good there let's see how he does on the outside and with the way they coach the offensive lineman at ohio state I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's excellent at tackles at left tackle as well so um the cross training for me is what intrigues me about today's offensive lineman especially that program at ohio state they, it does seem like more than other schools they've been moving guys back and forth between guard and tackle a bunch doesn't it yeah and it, it almost like when you are you know, they're preparing, literally, I know this is like a PSA for Ohio State, but it's like they're literally preparing them for the NFL. And you know this better than anybody, Ross, how, you know, the, the active game day roster is like 22 players in the NFL. So your O-lineman better be able to play across the board, um, you know, because you, you don't have the luxury of depth that you have in college with, you know, 100-man rosters, 85 scholarship players. So in the NFL, you know, I guess game day is what, 45, something like that, 46 on game day. So you really got to be able to play multiple positions um, on both sides of the ball, to be honest. And so if you're able to, to cross train up front along the offensive line, somebody goes down or somebody needs a breather and you're able to play another position rather well, it works out excellent in your favor. Curious to get your thoughts on another big boy from Ohio State, this one on the defensive side of the ball 
DN Zach Harrison, really a, another highly recruited, physically uh, impressive kid. Yeah, I, I like his bend around the edge. I feel like he has some fluidity uh, in his game. He He's a naturally big guy, um, not one of these process guys that, that had to lift a lot of weights to be big. You know, he's just got a natural build to him, and that's probably what helps his natural bend around the edge. I mean, and how, you know, physical he can be at the point of attack. You want to see it on a consistent basis, you know, play in, play out. And you want to see that 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 twitch come from him more so this year. So but just from a natural defensive end, edge rusher player, I feel like he has that natural innate ability. And I'm excited to see if he can really close out and be dominant more so this year than being a very good player. Yeah, he kind of hasn't really like watching him put it all together. Quite yet, um, I think he made the right decision going back to school. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big, big year. Let's get to a running back. Wow, usually Big Ten, you think running backs. You like, uh, I remember this kid, Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota. Yeah, he's coming off that injury. He was having a fantastic game against Ohio State before he went down with with the, I want to say it was an Achilles or a calf or whatever it was, but it knocked him out for the rest of the season. And he thought he would have used that to, to the, all right, I'm out. I'm going into the NFL, but he's coming back, which also helps Tanner Morgan um, more so. And you hope he regains that, that burst and that, that explosiveness. But I really love his vision within the tackle to tackle box. Um, he's finding creases. He's going to find positive yards and he runs behind his pads. So he, he does a good job in that regard. He's going to fall forward. Um, and he has that ability to slip these tackles in terms of, you really have to bring your shoulders and your arms when, when you come and tackle him. He's compactly built. Uh, so for his ability, his stature and his size and his power, uh, he's a really good back. Now, because of the injury history, he's probably going to be more of an RB2 than a foundational guy at the next level. But I love the player, love the way he plays, and you hope he comes back healthy and is able to maintain that health. I've already said this on CBS that – if because I like Kurt Soraka working with Morgan and Ibrahim coming back in the offensive line, they brought in Ohio's um, uh, Michigan transfer and a Notre Dame transfer. The defense is still good. Minnesota is a dark horse in the West. And, you know, if you get through the West and get into a championship game situation with Ohio State, who knows? You know, it's a one game situation there and one game season. But I, I really am high on Minnesota this year. What about Riley Moss, the DB from Iowa? I remember talking about him with you last year. I, I Listen, can you score? Can you take the ball away? I want Moss on my team. I don't care what people may say about his speed, what people may say about his, uh, you know, his explosiveness. Every time I look up, this dude got the ball in his hand. He going back the other way for a touchdown. Give me that dude 10 times out of 10. This is what Asante Samuel was talking about. Your main job as a DB is to take the ball away. He has very good technique. You can see him playing on the outside or inside, but I think he's probably more uh, slated to play on the inside. Um, or if you're going to leave him on the outside, he's more of an off-coverage guy that can turn and run with receivers in terms of using the sidelines good technically in that regard. He may not have the top-end explosiveness, but this is someone that was a hurdler. you know. So he has good hip turnover. He has good, good you know, acceleration. And he has outstanding ball skills. He doesn't miss an opportunity to turn the ball over. He may end up as a safety too, as a pro player, but you want him in the secondary because he definitely uh, turns the ball over. I'm all in on, on, on Moss. Lastly, uh, Mazai Smith. Is it Mazai Smith, the D lineman from Michigan? Yeah, and, and again, 
Can he be this year's Aiden Hutchinson? Can he be this year's Quiddy Pay? Can he be this year's David Ajabo, right? Um, the next Michigan D lineman to jump into the first round. Core strength and ability to really – it looks like the um, – I don't know the technical term for the drill, but, you know, when you hit that 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 one-man sled and you pop the dummy up, yeah. he's doing that consistently uh, with these offensive linemen. It's like shock, lock, extend, and you out the way. So he's, he's an interior defensive uh, lineman. I like his ability, you know, to play a shade. I think he could dominate in that role. Uh, he's more of a one-gap penetrator, but this is his opportunity uh, for him to now become a first-round pick if he really blows it up um, this year. But I think just from a solid football player perspective, you know, he's a, a day-two guy all day because he's fast. He's fantastic at stopping the run. Check him out on social media at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. Football game plan on YouTube next week. We will dive into the Pac-12. They've got a stud running back and some big name transfers that we're going to break down. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Of course, you can always check out the show as well. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We love those of you that do that. We love those of you that give us the five-star rating and review. It means a great deal. It's super quick, just right at the end of the show. Right when you hear me say goodbye, do it, which is right now, because I'm going to say uh, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped we- out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.